Yeah. Another St. Peter classic. Fire it up, yo. I saw her standing there looking all hot and shit. As I walked across the room, I knew this was it. Her titties were standing out, the kind you want to put in your mouth. And I asked her straight up if she would sell me some weed, yeah, some weed. And I asked her right then if she would sell me some weed, yeah, some weed. Saying I love smoking bowls, pack it up and stick it in my mouth, baby. I love smoking bowls, I one up and I'll suck on it. Woot! Smiled and motioned for me to follow her. She led me outside and we stopped next to a dumpster. I asked her if she had the shit. She said the chill she had it. Next thing I knew, she pulled out this dank ass weed, dank ass weed. She pulled out this fat bag of dank ass weed, dank ass weed. Saying, I love smoking bowls. Pack it up and shove it in my mouth, baby. I love smoking balls. Fire it up and puff on it. Woot! Yeah, blaze one up, bitch. She said you're really hot. You want to share this pot? I said, would you just sell me some fucking weed? Yeah, some weed. I'm looking to buy a bag of fucking weed. Yeah, some weed. Because I love smoking bowls. Nice and hard in my mouth, baby. I love smoking bowls. Let's move along now so I can smoke some weed. Yeah. That bitch was persistent. Yeah, I got my fucking bag of weed. Went home and smoked it by myself. I'm awesome. Yeah, I must say, welcome everybody, by the way, to uh, Stern Jesus Show Live, Chapter 6, Verse 18. Doing it live on Friday the 13th, January 13th, 2023. Try to be here Friday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Twitch, and on Twitter. I must admit, as much as I don't miss St. Peter being here. Oh, hold on. Let me take that off there now. There, there we go. Just got to find the right button. It's the key. It's really the key to everything. You got to find the right button. Despite the fact I'm very happy that St. Peter's not here and I don't miss him at all. I don't miss the stench. Um, I don't miss the annoying uh, late night phone calls. All he has now is the voicemail number. He leaves voicemails here now, but back in the day, he used to make parody songs. And I have to admit that I miss the parody songs. He sent a few recently. He said he made while he was passed out or some shit. I don't know. But I haven't heard, I haven't got a voicemail from St. Pierre in a while. Certainly no parody songs or anything good to contribute to the show. <laughs> so it is what it is. Welcome, everyone. We are live. If you're watching live, you can call the show. Find a little StreamYard duck with headphones on Twitter at StarJesus420. And it's um, how you call the show. Boom. I put you in the backstage area. I bring you up. Come on, you take a hit of something with me. Is you're smoking crack? I don't give a shit. Smoke your fucking crack. I'll smoke my weed. It doesn't matter. 
your chance at fame and or fortune just by uh, being on the show. Speaking of fame and fortune coming to somebody being on the show, later tonight, I'll do an interview or play an interview that I did last night with Aaron Imholt. He does Steel Toe Radio, Steel Toe Morning Show, and Evening Show on YouTube. You can check that out. That'll be just a little bit later. First, of course, we have all kinds of shit. Promo codes. You save a lot of money. I try to save you money. I try. That's my good deed. My, uh, so I'm poor. I'm a poor. I can't give the charity, but I can give you all promo codes that'll save you money. And then you all take the money you saved and you give that to charity. And I'm doing something good. This is how I justify it to myself. In any case, all of that, of course, starts with hot sauce. SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use code SJ15. Get 15% off and a free bottle of sauce at SilkCityHot on Twitter. SilkCityHotSauce.com. Use code SJ15. You get 15% off your order and a free bottle of sauce. If you all have been following the saga of me on Twitter, and I know you do. I know you stay glued to your Twitter to see what my engagement numbers are. <laughs> well, you can see now more than ever, they put the views now on the tweet. So, to recap, last month and a half or so, I saw somebody say, because I've, I've complained for a long time about my impressions and my engagement being shit on Twitter, despite the fact that I have 126,000 followers, the vast majority of the people who follow me never see anything I say or tweet or post or any of these shows or any of that. So I complain about it a lot. Because what the fuck am I going to do? It's my show. A lot of you are watching this on Twitter. It's Twitter related. So I bitch about it. Anyway, I saw someone say that they went private. When they took their account private, that their engagement went up. So I thought, you know, what the fuck, what the fuck do I got to lose? I've never been private on Twitter ever. But I'll try it. I did it. Went private. Immediately, my engagement went through the roof. Excuse me for a second. I'm fucking, I clear my throat. So I got something. Something's going on. I don't know. I sound a little more nasally than usual. A little more Kermit the Frog, if you will. Anyway, back to my Twitter saga. I took my account private and immediately my impressions, my engagement, everything through the roof. Up over 100%. Then, I finally was able to, when they made a web version of getting the blue check mark on Twitter, I did that. Well, first, before that, I took it off private just to see if my engagement would go back down and it did. It fucking plummeted as soon as I went off private. So I got my blue check mark. That brought it back up to the private levels without having to be private, which is cool because when you're private, they can't people can't retweet you, which kind of sucks. But as I've said, if I have to choose between the two, I'm going to choose more of my followers seen. I have the followers. I really don't need more followers. I need the people who follow me to actually see what the fuck I'm doing. That's the key. I don't need anybody to ever follow me ever again. I've heard 26,000 followers. That's all I need. Even if, you know, 50,000 of them aren't on Twitter anymore. If enough people see my shit, it's good. It's worth it. So, my engagement went back up. I had a couple, I had one tweet, over 60,000 impressions. With a blue check mark, not being private. But now, my engagement, my impressions, everything's starting to go back down. To where it was before. So, I'm thinking to myself, well, I need to go private again. I did a little bit yesterday. And that's, I did a couple of tweets, a couple of memes or whatever. Again, the engagement shot back up. I went off private last night because 
my interview with Steel Toe tonight, I want him to be able to retweet and like to his followers or whatever, show his followers, and they'll be able to come see it and watch it and whatnot. So I won't be on private, but I will go back to private here in a few days. After all that winds down, people have a chance to see the show, the, his fans have a chance to see the show. I'll go back to private to see if my engagement goes back up. Because that's what I need. I keep, what the fuck's the point of this? What's the point of me doing what I'm doing right now if Twitter doesn't show it to fucking anybody? What have I spent 13 years doing? On this bullshit platform. If you're watching on Twitch or Facebook, you know, well, those are bullshit platforms too, but Twitter, man, Twitter's my bread and butter, as it were, as the kids say. So I got I gotta do something. I'll you know, whatever I need to do. I'll just let me know. Elon. Let me get fucking Elon Musk tattooed in my forehead. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If you guarantee that 20% of my followers will see everything I post, I will get Elon Musk tattooed on my forehead. I'll put, I'll get a tattoo on my cheek that says, insert Elon Musk's dick here with an arrow pointing to my mouth. (laughs) If you can guarantee me a third, give me a third of my followers, you guarantee you'll see my tweets. I will tattoo Insert Elon Musk's dick here with an arrow pointed at my mouth. Tattooed permanently on my face. I swear to fucking Christ. (laughs) I'm going to tweet that to Elon Musk tonight. I'm going to fucking write that down. I'm just going to write down, tweet Elon Musk. I'll remember what it is. I'm never going to forget that as long as I live. What I just said. (laughs) I just came up with. That's what I'll do. I don't even. I said. I said it on the air. Now it's recorded. It's out there in the internet forever. I have to follow through. I'm going to tweet Elon Musk tonight. I'm going to tell him that. Then I'll get that tattooed on my face if I can get my Twitter engagements up. Bam. I think I've just. I've just, I've just unlocked the key to Twitter. <laughs> I figured it out, everybody. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll report back next week to see if Elon took me up on my offer. Of getting that tattoo to my face. Anyway. It is switching gears. Before we get to the Steel Toe interview. And uh, more promo codes. We've got to talk about the sponsors. StarJesus.net, by the way. You can see all the pertinent social media shit scrolling along the bottom. If you're watching the video version of the show. If you're listening to the podcast. Just go to StarJesus.net. That's all you have to do. Again, if you want to call in. I'll scroll that at the bottom as well. Hey, you can do that. Where is it? There it is. Find a little StreamYard duck. at StarJesus420 on Twitter. Click him. He has headphones on. Can't miss him. He's a fucking duck with headphones. How often are you scrolling through Twitter and you see a duck with headphones and it's not associated with StreamYard? Be an interesting experiment to do. Well, probably not, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> if you want to take the time to do it. If you have that kind of time on your hands. Anyway. What the fuck is I going to do? Oh, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is coming up. Milk. MLK. Milk. We've been doing the fucking Milk Day specials for 14 years. The Chocolate Milk Day specials because he's black. He was black. Chocolate Milk. Chocolate MLK Day. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. So in honor of Chocolate Milk Day, one of those aforementioned St. Peter voicemails is labeled MLK's mistress. I don't I give a vague memory of this voicemail, but vague is about as good as it gets. So we'll we'll remember it together in honor 
of the man himself, Martin Luther King Jr., and the upcoming Chocolate Milk Day. Here's uh, St. Peter in a voicemail, apparently talking about one of MLK's mistresses. Hey, hey, Jesus. Hey, Jesus, it's me, Peter. Uh, uh, I was just out here taking a break from, uh, you know, my new job of scraping dead animals off the road and whatnot, and I was uh, thinking about Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Like, you know, uh, it's coming up, or like it's today and it's celebrated tomorrow or something. I don't know, Jesus. I'm not really a holiday expert, if you will, but uh, by the way, you still do that, that chocolate milk thing? Boy, I can't imagine you're still doing that chocolate milk day special. Jesus, I mean, it's pretty fucking dumb. It's like, you know, how many years can you do the same joke, right? All right? I'm sure you've moved on to something else by now. Something better and funnier anyway, Jesus. I was uh, thinking... Uh, I should contribute to, like, the uh, holiday or whatever by sending you a voicemail. I was in this Denny's the other day, Jesus, after my uh, my shift from, uh, you know, you know, uh, scraping the dead animals off the road, and I was at the Denny's, and, uh, man, this woman, really older woman, uh, she's like at least 100, I don't know, Jesus, I'm not good with ages either. I'm about as good with ages as I am with holidays, you know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, uh, I was talking to this really old lady at Denny's, and she told me that she used to bang Martin Luther King Jr. And of course, I was like, oh, you know, whatever. I mean, look, you're like 100 or whatever, and the age checks out. But, but I don't really know you were telling the truth. Boy, she wanted to like some, uh, what does it say, Jesus? She wanted some really graphic detail about the size and the girth of Martin Luther King Jr.'s dong. It was like, she said, he just put that motherfucker out. And it was like big, big old schlong, Jesus. Big old schlong, Jesus. I believe she used the word anaconda like three or four times. As I said, she's really gotten the graphic detail about you know what they used to do. And he used to like, bend her over and he used to do like the, the reverse wheelbarrow or whatever. That was like his favorite position. Well, I'm not sure what that is. I guess you have to look it up, the reverse uh, uh, wheelbarrow. Anyway, uh, Jesus, by the end of like, talking this board, I was really convinced that she was one of Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, mistresses. One of the broads used to bang. I, uh, I, uh, oh God, I forget her name. It's like B B Becca, Beth, R uh, Veronica. I don't know. I forget her name. Jesus, it's really not important. It's really not important right now. The point is, I think she banged Martin Luther King Jr. And now uh, he had a big old dong. And that's, uh, I think it's a great way to celebrate his day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, thank you, Martin Luther King Jr. And fuck you, Jesus. It's kind of gold we don't get anymore from St. Peter. That's a shame. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> damn, you know what I didn't do? I didn't uh, bring up the sponsor pages. <laughs> I'm on the ball with this shit tonight. <laughs> Although I seem to say that every week. So am I ever really on the ball with it? Don't answer that. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Everything's fine. Anyway. There we go. Yes, I'm 21. No, I'm 21. Next Bardo. One of our longtime sponsors, Next Bardo Online Headshot. Let me go get their promo code. Hold on. There we go. Bam. What do they have in Next Bardo? A fucking lot. Water pipes, hand pipes, herb grinders, nectar collectors. They have vaporizers, e-rigs. Dabbing supplies, all kinds of accessories. You can search by brand. 
You get free U.S. shipping when you spend $25 or more. Right now, they have a huge sale. Save up to 50% on hundreds of products at Next Barter. And, of course, anytime, all the time, you can use code STONERJESUS. That's all one word, STONERJESUS, to get 10% off at nextbardo.com. You can also find their link at stonerjesus.net. Find the promo code. Every podcast post has the promo codes. Everything you need right there. You can click it. Bam. Save money. Get that shit. And next Bardo, I mean, every kind of pipe, water pipe, bubbler, I mean, every material you can think of, wood, metal, glass, soft glass, silicone. It's just incredible. It's absolutely incredible. There's the free, fast, and discreet U.S. shipping for the purchase of $25 or more. Go check out Next Bardo because they're awesome. Use code Stoner Jesus to get 10% off at nextbardo.com. Next me i've been a review of them in a while i will i should have tonight but we have the interview and everything it's just i want to paste that stuff i want to overshadow what i have going on you know what i mean i want to overshadow heat your meat i have all their shit the hot the mild the bagel stuff right here their reviews on all of it mostly the hot stuff the more reviews of the bagel seasoning and the uh the mild version will be forthcoming if you will there you see the products as well they have a lot of um the uh recipes apparel all that stuff heat your meat i've tried the chip dip it's very good i have to recreate the chip dip with the mild that's a good idea i did it with the hot it was good i'm gonna recreate it with the mild i need the um i have to get the other stuff from them to make the dip because <laughs> they send it all to you anyway use code stoner 10 that's the word stoner in the number 10 to get 10% off at heatyourmeat.net. Go check them out. They are awesome. Last but not least, if you're looking for seeds, you want to grow with some seeds. Maybe you're good at growing. Maybe you're somewhere where that is legal and is awesome for you. I hope you do. I hope you grow some good weed with Coastal Mary seeds. CoastalMary.com. Go find the link, as I said, in the promo code on stonerjesus.net. That code is stonerjesus20. It's promo code stonerjesus20 to get 20% off at Coastal Mary CBD, autoflower, and feminized seeds. All kinds of stuff. They have uh, tons of different breeders. There you can see there. It looks like they've added even more incredible, incredible stuff at Coastal Mary. Use code stonerjesus20 to get 20 percent off There's some of their uh featured products right now black domina rainbow rainbow kush northern lights get you some sun grow some good motherfucking weed that's right stutter jesus commands it now without further ado the interview with aaron emholt from steel toe Radio, the Steel Tone Morning Show on YouTube. As I said, all the stuff will be scrolling along the bottom. During the interview, if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, youtube.com slash Steel Toe Morning Show to find their show. Go check it out. It's good shit. And here's my interview with Aaron. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. And enjoy the interview with the host of Steel Toe Radio. 
Welcome back, everybody. Stoner Jesus Show live on the old video chat. We have Aaron from the Steel Toe Morning Show, as you can see right there. If you're watching the, whoops, wrong one. There it is. If you're watching the video version of the show, <laughs> I'm a professional broadcaster, I swear. Yes, of course. Go along the bottom, all the information you need to know to find the Steel Toe Morning Show and the evening show as well and everything that got going on. Aaron, thanks for being here and uh, taking the time to be on the show with me. Thank you, Stoner Jesus. I can't. When when someone named Stoner Jesus asked you if you can be on their show, you can't. It's a rule you can't say no. That's right. Well, this is the beginning of everything. You know, the fame, the fortune, everything exactly. starts right now. Of course, with the, the epic Stoner Jesus interview. I'm ready for the ride. This is like a. It's like the Rogan bump. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've had uh, I've had Chrissy Mayer on three times, and uh, she became very big after yeah. that. And I will not take all credit for that, but I'll take most of the credit for that. All right. Well, here we go. All right. I'll, so, I'll get ready. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to have to prepare. I'm going to have to uh, tighten up all my social medias after this, yeah. the whole deal. Yeah. They'll be combing through it. You won't be able to go outside to be mobbed. Yeah. I'm going to have to go out, go back the last 10, 15 years and just take out any right. horrific words I've ever used on there. I, I can't imagine. I've, I've had like 130,000 tweets since 2000. Yeah. And I can't imagine what's in there. I'm, I'm sure because I've had one since I was in my early 20s. So I'm sure I said like some edgy boy shit that would yeah. definitely get me just like blasted off the face of the earth. I'm sure. Yeah. Sometimes I'll see some bot will like a tweet I did like 10 years ago. And I yeah. have absolutely no memory of that tweet or what I'm, yeah. what I was even talking about. Right. I remember uh, a few years ago, like I, I don't really go on Facebook at all anymore, but like back back about five, six years ago, Facebook started like suspending people for stuff they had done like four years prior. Yeah. And, like, there, was, there was a run there for about three, four months where I like every every couple of months I, I would have to take a 30 day break from Facebook because they found something from like two, three years ago uh, that they had to that they had to suspend you for. And like Twitter in the very beginning. Like the first thing I remember from Twitter was the news breaking that bin Laden had been killed. And yeah. I know that in the early days of Twitter, it was a free-for-all. You could say whatever you wanted. Uh, there, there were no limitations. There, there were no rules. It was 140 characters. And I'm sure that if I went back to the beginning of my Twitter career, if you will, there would be some stuff in there that would just make me sick. I'm sure. Yeah. I can't imagine. I've had a community violations, guideline violations from YouTube from like videos are like three or four years old and they'll pop yeah. up on them. I've heard of other people who have had the same problem. I just, I don't, I don't know if an algorithm gets tripped. I don't know if it's a mass flagging thing, but there, there's gotta be like a statute of limitations on all that. Where like it, no matter what it is after like, you've got about a year, I'll even give them a year. You can have a year to go after something after that. You got to leave it alone. That's right. Yeah. It's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, put me in charge. I'll be the CEO. They're looking for one. Hey, after all the fame and fortune that comes from this, you'll be able to pick your job and you can yeah. run if you want to. I've been on the Stoner Jesus show. You can put me in charge of Twitter. That's right. Put yeah. that on top of your resume. Right. right. I'll be qualified by then. That'll bring in the money. Right. <laughs> it's bringing it in for me. That's for sure. Yeah. You don't get those <laughs> flags behind you by, you know, by, uh, you know, having no work ethic and slacking off. That's right. <clears throat> this is all. You, you get know. to afford those flags by being a famous <clears throat> podcaster, goddammit. That's right. You can see the production budget we got going on here. It's all, you know. I yeah. Well, don't don't worry. We've just got we've got this backdrop and a table. That's about it. <laughs> and that's all you need. If you got a background, a table, and a mic, you're good to go. That's more effort than a lot of people put in, so it'll work. Absolutely. 
So, Aaron, speaking of broadcasting, um, what got you started with the show? What made you want to get into broadcasting in the first place? Well, I know when I was in middle school, I wanted to be in television. And I had family and friends who told me that, oh, man, good-looking good people get into television. So that even back then, that made me really insecure and impacted me. So I was like, well, I don't want to do that. I'll do radio. So uh, ever since kind of middle school, I knew I wanted to go to radio. So I went to a place called Brown College here in uh, Minnesota, which is defunct. It no longer exists anymore. And I, I got a degree in broadcasting and mass communication and uh, went to work in a little town called Litchfield, Minnesota. Uh, it was I, I've, I've been lucky enough to only ever work for uh, family owned radio stations where they were way too busy running everything else to worry about what you were doing on air. You know, it wasn't like an iHeart or a Cumulus where you're air checking all the time and they have to check up on you. I just kind of got to do a show. And as a guy who, while I was in early on in radio, became a big Opie and Anthony fan, I was like, oh, my God, these guys are doing the kind of show that I've always thought I wanted to do. You know, but I didn't think you were allowed to do it. I didn't think it was allowed on radio. So I, I kind of started finding my voice and doing the show I wanted to do. That led to, uh, you know, the big city of St. Cloud, Minnesota. I believe market 185 now or something like that. Uh, we, we got a morning show that went gangbusters. Uh, we, you know, I got to be in charge of the whole thing from doing the show to I got to pick my advertisers. And it was a really sweet deal. And then uh, we kept getting in trouble over and over. We'd say something that pissed somebody off or, you know, there, there would be people calling the station and, you know, but the numbers were there. The ratings were incredible. And uh, they just kind of let us let us go and do our thing. And then uh, about two and a half years ago, uh, we made fun of some female uh, sh some female DJ who had a show in Iowa. We were making fun of her and her male co-host, and they were going back and forth at us, and we were going back and forth at them. But then we kind of they relented, and we kind of got the better of them. And the female co-host had a friend in Seattle who was in radio who had like two hundred thousand followers on TikTok. And she took like an hour and a half of us making fun of them and cut it down to six minutes of the most out of context. It made it sound like I was the most misogynistic, evil guy in the world. I mean, it was a brutal edit job. And uh, I, I think just this past year, we put that whole episode up so people could hear it in their entirety. But that six minutes or so was enough to make our station kind of panic and go, you have to give us all your social medias. You have to give us uh, your, we were streaming on Twitch at the time, the radio show, we would simulcast. And like, we were making like the state, the, the, the show, me and the people who worked for me were making money off of that. And we were like, well, we can't afford to do this show and lose, you know, Twitch and all this other stuff that you're asking for. So we're just going to go to the internet. And we started doing our show on Twitch and it did great. And then we got banned on Twitch for what reason I still don't know. Uh, but YouTube has been a crazy awesome ride. It's been a lot of fun. We've been growing like uh, like weeds. And um, uh, yeah, it, I mean, so far, so good. And uh, that's that's kind of the short the, the, the short story, the short version of uh, how my broadcasting career has gone. I was just a big kind of a, kind of a radio head uh, from the time I was about 14. And uh, one of those rare cases where I found what I wanted to do and just kind of went for it. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I have like a similar reasons to get into to broadcast. I was a Howard Stern fan instead of a sure. company, especially the the Artie years, which I consider, you know, yeah. the best years. Obviously, that show is just cratered to 
such an extent. Yeah. I've never seen anything yeah. like it from from that kind of standpoint. But uh, the only defense I can give Howard on that is like if someone's handing you ninety million dollars every year not to retire, it's like you know what? I, they're not making me do a good show. They're not making me show up. They're not making me go every day. And they're gonna hand me ninety million dollars. Yeah, I could I could sit down and do a show three days a week for an extra because I don't care how rich you are. Ninety million dollars is still really hard to walk away from. Absolutely. And I always loved I always loved radio. Always loved you know the theater of the mind of radio, and that's why I started my podcast. It's been well, God, almost seventeen years now. Um, <clears throat> and but I always said do a video show. Now I started doing the video show in two thousand seventeen because I had to relent because. The audience that I have is mostly on Twitter, and the only way I could really get people to look at it on Twitter was the video. Why people would want to see this right, right. here? They I want to see Stoner yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know why, yeah. but it's helped with the viewership and uh, all that a lot. So you know, it is what it is. But you know, I always, I find I kind of feel bad about where radio is now, especially yeah. I guess terrestrial radio. It was just such a great thing, you know, when I was younger. Yep, it was. I uh, look when we were doing our show. Like our kind of show was dead. Nobody was allowing anybody to do it. We were kind of the last one. And I, I remember like we had these massive numbers. It was it was hard to find out. It was hard to learn that radio doesn't care about ratings anymore. They just care about cutting as much labor costs as they can so that they can just, you know, the, the people in the in the offices can just hold on to as much of the the money of this dying industry as possible because yeah. I would sit there and I would I would scream to Minneapolis stations and I would I would scream to Chicago stations. I'm like we are doing 30 shares, 18 to 49. We are doing massive numbers and these stations would all come back with like yeah, but you know, uh how do you you know, how do you work with, how do you integrate with the social media team? And how do you, you know, how do you hit your stop sets on time? And all this like stupid shit that listeners didn't care about. And it kind of dawned on me. I'm like, oh my God, numbers don't matter. Ratings don't matter. They don't want this. Like radio does not want this kind of show. And then, so everybody just kind of started taking those kind of shows to the internet and it's just cratered radio. So it's, while I feel bad, that radio's in the shape it's in. I also don't dwell on it too much because I know they completely did it to themselves. I watched them do it while I was there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, switching gears a little bit, uh, obviously my gimmick is weed. Uh, we talk a lot about What cannabis. do you mean? I don't... <laughs> is it? Very, I'm very oh. still with it. I thought this was like a home living kind of a show. I thought we were going to talk about like cleaning products and things like that. I didn't... I didn't it's subtle. You've got a very subtle vibe going on. I didn't know yes. until you told me. I don't want to beat people's head over the head with it. I don't want to. Yeah. Stoner Jesus, I thought you were a geologist. I thought we were going to talk about sandstone and shit. Rocks. Yeah. Rocks yeah. for 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, what, what is your history with cannabis? You know, like what were you told about it growing up? Did you ever try it? You know, what's uh, what's the deal, as it were? You know, I'm a I'm an older millennial, I guess. So I was told growing up from all the baby boomers who did it that it was evil and terrible. Uh, <laughs> it was awful. Like the people who basically are the generation responsible for the proliferation of weed uh, were the ones telling all of us millennials that it's a, this demon drug. And I think they were all just mad that they had kids and couldn't do it anymore or they wouldn't do it anymore. So they if we can, you know, it's the boomers were attitude was, well, if we can't have it. None of you are going to have it. So, uh, yeah, they told me it was uh, terrible and awful. And I, I had a buddy who uh, I, I think it wasn't even high school. I think it was my first year of college uh, who, who got me to try it. And, I, you know, I've done it 
numerous times in my life, I would say 10 to 12 times. And, and each time it just, it was kind of one of those things where like, I get it, but it wasn't for me because like I have bad tolerance with even alcohol. So yeah. like, I, I'm one of those guys who, when it comes to drugs, like I, I can't even handle weed. Like I'll, I'll have like three 16 ounce beers and I'm just giggling and stupid. Um, I remember one time at a, at a friend's wedding, uh, a friend I knew and trusted uh, was in a, a back room somewhere and he, he offered me Coke and uh, I did one bump and I was like thrash dancing on the dance floor for like a half hour with my friends. I'm sitting there in a chair. I was sitting in a chair with my friend. My leg was tapping uncontrollably. And my buddy and I just sat there talking about Coke for 40 minutes. <laughs> and that was after one bump. And I've never done it since. It just like, obviously, as far as weed goes, it's it's not what, you know, your boomer parents told you it was. But for me, I just have never been able to find uh that that right balance where it where it hits properly with me i'm always doing it with people who have a good tolerance and they can handle it so i just yeah. it, it's always been like just up to the edge and over the edge for me every time yeah it's definitely not for everybody you know i've always said that and uh, a lot of people for whatever reason don't like it you know but all we've ever asked is to be left alone to you know yeah. not harming anybody else you know leave us fuck alone shoot i'm i'm like really i'm I'm pretty extreme on drugs. I'm I'm pretty like old school libertarian when it comes to drugs. It's um I'm like I, I always like to have those thought conversations, those thought experiments of like, okay, people are like, oh, what do you want to do? Legalize heroin? I'm like, let's give it a shot. I mean, come on, what what is somebody gonna pick up and start doing heroin now because it's legal? And they're like, oh man, I I you know, I would do heroin. I absolutely I, you know, I'd sit back and I just, you know, shoot up, but you know, I just did the, the illegal thing. That's what really trips me up. That's right. Honey, get the needles. Let's yeah, exactly. Let's, let's, get, let's get it in our veins. Yeah. Um, switching gears back to your show, uh, what are some of the favorite people, some of the favorite guests you've had on? We just had uh, Anthony Cumia from the Opie and Anthony show on, and he was fantastic. You know, he, he, he and Howard are my two biggest uh, influences as far as radio goes. Um, and to talk to you know there's that saying of never meet your idols and honestly it just does not apply to that guy he was just he was cool he talked to us for like 20 minutes beforehand 20 minutes after and then spent an hour and a half uh on the air with us and then uh i think yesterday on his show just said incredibly nice things i mean the guy is remarkably gracious uh with his time and energy so that was a great one uh you know God, there's been so many good ones. Uh, the, the, everyone we've had on has been incredibly nice. Uh, uh, Shuli, of course, you're a big Howard Stern fan. Uh, Shuli from the Howard Stern Show uh, has been on. Shuli's been a very cool guy. Uh, Carl from Who Are These Podcasts, uh, the Reverend Bob Levy. Uh, Chrissy Mayer, of course, also. Like, they're just all incredibly nice people. They, they keep in touch after. It's just... Uh, you know, all, all, I, I I can't think of one guest we've had where I'm like, oh, God, what a dick. You know, they've all we've been pretty lucky so far with guests. Yeah, that was definitely my next question. Is there anybody you were just completely disappointed by? No, there were there were people who we kind of feuded with beforehand or not feuded with, but like we've we'd criticized them or like something they'd done. We kind of, you know, made fun of them or something. And 
they took it kind of personally and we had them on the show and, you know, buried the hatchet. Like Alex Stein came on our show and I know uh, Alex was a little fired up about some stuff we'd said about one of his videos and he had mentioned it on other shows and which was crazy to me because Alex Stein is one of these, you know, kind of these big names on the internet and here he's taking his time watching steel toe stuff and, you know, dumping on us. Uh, but I just, I reached out to Alex and I said, Hey man, it was one video. You know, you do a, a bunch of other stuff that I've laughed at and, you know, had a good time with. Uh, I think it's a misunderstanding. Why don't you come on the show? And he couldn't have been nicer and he was great. And uh, you know, uh, again, another guy who followed up after the interview, really nice dude. And uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's the closest thing to a, a quote unquote bad interview mm. uh, was a guy who before the interview, we had some heat. But then during interview, he was, he was nice. He was fun. It was a great time. And we kind of, we buried the hatchet. I, I talk a lot of shit about a lot of people on my show because it's a comedy show. And, you know, mm -hmm. coming from radio and, and doing radio as long as I did, when you make fun of people, you don't even see it as personal. You almost don't even see them as people. Yeah. Uh, you just, they're, they're a target for content. And so when you find out someone took it badly or they got really upset about it, there's a part of you that just kind of goes, Oh, shoot. I forgot that that's a person that has like pride and feelings and doesn't want to be talked shit about. Uh, and, and then depending on how you felt about that person going in, you're like, I should reach out to them and say, hey, I, you know, I'm sorry. I run my mouth and, you know, why don't you come on the show whatever? Uh, and, and he yeah, he was definitely one of those guys. Yeah. What about uh, the future? What are, what are some of the people you'd like to love to have on the show? Uh, would love to have, uh, you know, I, when I was a kid, I was a, a big wrestling fan. I, I would actually really love to have Jim Cornette on the show uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, one of the, you know, most interesting managers and, and bookers of all time in, in pro wrestling. Uh, but also my audience has a running joke that I look like I could be Jim's son. Yeah. So I'd, lo I'd love to get my dad on the show and, uh, and talk to Jim Cornette. He's a big one. Uh, you know, uh, outside of that... There are, I mean, of course, Stoner Jesus. Why wouldn't anybody want to have right. Stoner Jesus on their program? But yeah, I mean, Jim Cornette, uh, God, I mean, th there's some obvious ones. Like, of course, I'd love to sit down and talk to Howard, but he's he doesn't do anybody's shows. Uh, you know, I, I th that would probably be, you know what? At, you know, as a little kid and as a, as a Hulkamaniac growing up, I'll throw Hulk Hogan on top of those. I don't know why. Two of two of my uh, must gets from now on are, are wrestling people. I, I don't I don't know if that's reverting back to childhood or what, but yeah, I would say those two. And I'm sure there's somebody I'm missing, and I'm gonna kick myself for it. But right off the top of my head, those two guys. You actually do a different show, another show with Shelly Martinez, who uh, used to be a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, she was in WWE as Ariel and um, she had TNA and stuff. We do it on Vince Russo's network. And oh. I thought about that when you mentioned Jim Cornette because Jim Cornette hates Vince Russo. That's really weird because I'd love to talk to Vince as well. So I that, that's the weirdest part <laughs> when you got like two guys and they're not cool with each other, but you're, you know, you, you, you'd like to have both of them on your show. You almost have to tell them, like, look, I'm, I'm not on anybody's side. I just, I like you both. I, I'd love to talk to you about, you know, you got interesting careers and stuff like that. Yeah, they really hate each other. It's kind of that North-South thing. It's a whole Hatfield and McCoy kind of deal. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, if, if you end up uh, liking talking to us, you know, and you ever talk to Vince, throw, throw a little bug in Vince's ear and say, oh, these guys are okay. I think you'd enjoy it. Plus, Absolutely. you could tell him he'd have the drop on Cornette. Tell him they really want Cornette, but you could get there first. You know, yeah. Get on there and rip the shit out of Cornette. Yeah. And then, then, yeah, we, you know, this is like a pro wrestling work. 
We get Vince right. on. He shits on Jim. I go, hey, Mr. Cornette, you wouldn't believe what Vince Russo said on our show about you. Would you like to respond? So then I get fired up, pissed off Jim Cornette. I think it works out great. There you go. Made it all happen just yeah. from this, this interview. You're right, man. Stoner Jesus is a, you, you are a kingmaker. I make things happen. Yeah. We were in a shaker, as it were. Yeah. So uh, what's what's the future of uh, the Steel Toe Morning Show and your, uh, your media empire, your burgeoning media our, yes our burgeoning media empire well look i, I think uh you know it, steady as she goes right now it's growing you know about six seven hundred people uh, new subscribers every month uh the viewership keeps going up uh we keep attracting good guests uh i just say knock on wood keep it going the way it is keep you know helping new people discover the show I, i've often found that when you do a show and you start building an audience uh just keep it going just keep cranking out good content the two things you have to do is just be very honest with your audience, be genuine with your audience, and don't turn on them like you see so many. Like most of these podcasters' downfalls come from turning on their audience and thinking that their audience has to be whipped into shape. You're never going to beat the internet. They're always going to kick your ass. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, when people say, oh, you know, these people are saying this about you on Reddit, I go, well, that's their right. You know, that's what Reddit does. They hate things. You know, nobody, if you ever try to do a show and you go, you know what my goal is? My goal for this show is to be beloved by Reddit. It will <laughs> never happen. They all, they, they hate everything. It's just, it, it's like saying, I'm going to make best friends with a murderer in prison. It's not going to happen. Uh, so for us, it's just, you know, stay genuine with the audience. Keep cranking out good shows. Keep it growing the way it is. We're looking at about 8,000 subs by the end of the month. We're hoping to get to 10,000 by the start of summertime. And then who knows from there? So, uh, uh Right now, just knock on wood, keep it going the way it's been going. Awesome. Awesome stuff, Aaron. Where can uh, people find you online? Uh, YouTube.com, Steel Toe Morning Show. That's a great place to go. Uh, Twitter.com slash Aaron Imholt, uh, simply just my name. Uh, those are the two big places. I mean, you find us there, you're going to find the majority of what we do in those two spots. Very cool. Aaron, thanks for taking the time for being on the show. And, uh, you know, don't be a stranger, you know. Absolutely. Anytime. This was a lot of fun. This went by really quick. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank Aaron. Have a good night. Yep, you too.